It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. I am here with uh, my co-host, Paul, and our co-host, Shanda. Hi, Shanda. This is Shanda's second podcast, everybody, with us. Um, We're also brought to you by Not For Long Media, um, so thank you to them. We have a really special guest today, someone I'm really excited to talk to about music. About There's a whole lot of things that we can talk about. We have Ryan Weaver here today country music artist um ryan what's going on brother how you doing thank you for coming on the show hey i appreciate you guys having me i know it took us a couple times to get this thing scheduled and uh my travels were kind of crazy right around when we did our first thing so i appreciate you guys bringing me back on absolutely man we appreciate you making time we know uh you're a busy uh busy man so uh we're we're blessed to to have you on i don't Um, know about blessed but i'm happy uh, well listen (laughs) Bless can turn into shenanigans. It's all good, right? Like you, you never, um, Ryan, you know, you, uh, you, you're out there. You've got a pretty big following. You're an independent country music artist. Uh, kind of tell everyone a little bit about your backstory and music. And then we can, you know, maybe kind of touch a little bit, kind of, you know, peel the onion back on, uh, on your experience, uh, in the military and things like that. Well, that's, uh, I'll try and do it in the, uh, cliff notes version because it's, <laughs> The, Let her um, rip. Yeah, I, well, I started on active duty. I started doing country music on active active duty. Um, my brother and I were deployed to Iraq together in 2004. He was a cancer survivor, was non-deployable, was a uh, one of the rangers in the ambush in Mogadishu. He got a waiver to be deployed, and we were both aviators at the time. I flew Blackhawks. He flew Kiowa Warriors. Uh, but he was a cancer survivor and had to get bimonthly blood screenings for his cancer, and he was a passenger in a medevac helicopter when it was shot down and killed everybody on board. So we became a one time or first time Gold Star family member or excuse me, first time Gold Star family uh, came back from Iraq to his funeral. And I when I was in flight school, I was doing karaoke and singing competitions. So the Kenny Chesney's song Big Star actually mm-hmm. is kind of I wouldn't say big star, but uh, kind of. You know, the, the way things happened with me, but I was doing karaoke and singing competitions and I was winning and it was something late. I, I started late in my life. It was in my late twenties. I wasn't like the kid that Nashville's looking for at 15 years old with parents that mm-hmm. have a million dollars, you know, or $10 million to put behind them and mm-hmm. all of that. And, um, was winning, found out it was, uh, found it was something that I love to do. It didn't cost a whole lot of money. I was broke going through flight school, Anyway, went to Iraq, started writing over there. And uh, when Aaron died, I decided to go after something that I I found a passion and love for over that time, uh, chase that dream in his honor. And from uh, 2000, I I was restationed to Fort Rucker in 2005 in Fort Alabama and uh, where the United States Army Flight School is. Started doing singing competitions in the the military idol there. Uh, got runner up in the military idol, but it got me some recognition 
and some singing competitions as well. Got me some recognition in the Southeast and started touring around the clubs, the festivals and fair scenes in 2006-2007 while I was on active duty on the weekends. And opened up for Blake Shelton, Craig Morgan, Jason Michael Carroll, Montgomery Gentry, Trace Atkins, all mm-hmm. of them before 2008. And was traveling back and forth to Nashville, networking uh, with folks up here in Nashville. But moved to Nashville in 2012 after I retired from the military, almost 21 years on active duty. And started figuring out how the 10-year town, as they call it, Nashville's a 10-year town, but uh, how to figure out that 10-year town to work. My retirement check going down to a third, you know, trying to take care of my kids' school and all the different things that they uh, they deal with, and I keep them out of the the public. Nobody even knows. I try and keep my kids really, really super private. As as it should be. Yeah, but um, I met my wife in 2012, right, when I moved here to Nashville, and I thank God for her because her father – uh, brought me into their business and gave me an opportunity. Said I was, I was, I mean, I was bar back in personal training, going to college full time as a former officer in the United States Army, and I was not. I had no time for music. My days were full. And he said, "What do you, you know, what do you need uh, to pay your bills every month?" And uh, I said, I need this much. And he said, I want you to get back to doing what you came to Nashville for and chase your dreams. And had I not met my wow. wife and had I not had my father-in-law not brought me into what they do, corporate meeting planning, um, I, I, I would not be where I am today. So fortunately, I found the love of an amazing woman. And, and you know, we uh, I keep her undercover, too, because if anybody ever follows my Instagram page, I rarely post about my wife because you know, the the stance that I take on the conservative side of things, people want to attack me all the time, but they also come after your family as well. So yeah. anyway, 2004 or 2014, I put out Crank It, my first music video. And then 2016, Burn came out. I was fortunate to play the volunteer jam with Charlie Daniels at, uh, at Bridgestone Arena here in Nashville. Open be- between Ted or I was between Ted Nugent and Michael W. Smith. At that event, nobody knew who the heck I was, but the guys were promoting 13 Hours Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, the movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's a great and, movie, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah, an amazing One movie. of the best. I got to meet One of John Tigan and, and yeah. uh, Mark Geist. They were promoting the movie, and uh, I had Burn already written. Essentially, the song, I, the music video that's out there, I had that already written, the song for it. And then John Tigan really got involved in the process, and and had it not been for him really getting, you know, behind me to support me in, in that process, we wouldn't have got the music video out because he introduced me to Chris Peranto, uh, Tonto in 13 hours, um, introduced mm, okay. me to him. They got involved, helped me get it funded. And that song and that video was the launching pad to my career. I did a show out in Colorado and I'll, I'll try and make this, I mean, this is where things really kind of changed the music right. side. Um, this show out in Colorado and Sean Gleason, the CEO of the professional bull riders was there. Mm-hmm. He was the, the uh, sponsor, primary sponsor of the concert. It was for the American soldier network. We were raising money for our veterans. And this is where things really got interesting. Can I, can I cuss on this? Am I? Yo, we don't give a oh, shit. Cuss fuck the fuck away. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so if you don't, I, we're going to be in trouble. You, I want to tell you all the story about how this went down because a lot of people don't realize how I, how I started touring with professional bull riders and the way these things kind of went crazy, just 
so I was right. Ra- we were there raising money for a, a veteran nonprofit organization that fights veteran suicide. And I was the only veteran on the bill. I opened for Dokken, Warrant, and Jack Russell's great wife. Uh-huh. And so three eighties rock bands and I'm the country music artist. But my, I mean, if you listen to my stuff, I'm sure you see that there's a lot of eighties rock in it. Oh yeah. And 100%. So I had a 45 minute set. They paid for me and my entire band to come out there. They housed us. They, they, they guys, you know, I mean, they took care of us. They treated us just the same as they treated everybody else. And I got up on stage and Mark Geist, uh, from, he was Oz in 13 hours, got his arm mm-hmm. blown off at the end with the mortar, but, um, or not blown off. It, he got it, it. It got, I mean, it's still there, but, um, anyway, Mark had driven two hours to come on stage with me to sing. We got head burned. Music video was out. It was killing. It was doing really well. I'd done some, I'd done the Ryman auditorium stage. I'd done, um, Bridgestone arena. I did the Grand Ole Opry with Charlie Daniels on September 11th. We're doing this show and things were going crazy. And, and I get up on stage and I'm three songs in the set and Dawkins manager comes on stage and says, you guys are done. Get the fuck off stage. Dawkins will not start late. <laughs> this, is, this was in a veteran fundraising nonprofit. And during my show, we were going to auction off some stuff because I was there to raise money for my brothers and sisters in arms. I mean, the right. show is, is important. But anyway, so he comes on and tells me and I find I'm up in the front of the stage singing and he tells my guys while we're performing live, like in the middle of a song, he did this. So huh. they tell me when I, hey, they said, we're done. Get the fuck off stage. And my wife is videoing. This this right. this concert, by the way, just to let you know. And I don't cuss on stage. I try it because usually it's a family friendly place. Right. Yeah. But this was a biker and a veteran event, so I figured it was going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and an eighties rock. Event. If you've ever been to an eighties rock concert, it's like every other word is an F bomb. Right. So I'm like, I turned around. I said, "Oh, we're done. Get the fuck off stage." And I turned around. And I said, "Oh, fuck no!" And my wife, she said, as soon as I said that, she was like. Holy shit. What's going on? Uh-oh. I said, I'm the only fucking veteran on this bill. We're raising money for my brothers and sisters in arms. I just got fucking told by the headliner, Dockin, his manager came on stage and said, you guys are done. Get the fuck off stage. And I've got a 45 minute set. We're supposed to be raising money for, for, for my brothers and sisters in arms. And Dockin gives a shit more about starting late than anything. Now you're talking about, I'm nobody. And right. I'm calling out the headliner for this concert because his manager came on stage and said that. Well, that that's the military in me because it's like I'm gonna yeah. call a spade a spade. Sure. I'm gonna tell Go. you, yeah. sure, absolutely, sure. it's me. And it's it's the patriot community really does that. I think all of us really we like to call people for what they call people for mm-hmm. what they are. If you're honest about it and you're real, that's that's what you should do. Anyway, Sean mm-hmm. Gleason was sitting in the front row. He was sitting right there and I'm dropping F-bombs left and right. My wife just pulls the camera down. And she's like, oh, shit, I'm not video. He fucking one. loved it, I bet. <laughs> oh, hey, well, this is what so I get off stage and I'm like, I'm, I'm off to the side of the stage and everybody was coming. I'm signing autographs. I'm doing all this. I'm talking to everybody. And Sean Gleason comes. I had no idea who he was. Yeah. Uh, and he said, hey, he gave me his business card. I work with he said, I work with the PBR. I've got plans for 2000, the 2018 season. We'd really like to get you involved in it. Um, so I, I was like, I really appreciate it. I knew the PBR did nothing but major arenas. Their shows are incredible. The event is apps. If anybody, any of your watchers or list, watchers, viewers have never been to a PBR event, professional bull riders, not the beer, 
one of those events. <laughs> no, not there the is a difference. There's a big difference. It is my dream to go to Vegas and see the PBR. It is my dream. So oh, I'd love to. Was, uh, <laughs> that, I think you're going to appreciate. I think you'll appreciate this. If I'm sure you read, if you got a chance to read my bio, but so um, he, I, I had no idea who he was. Went up, signed autographs at, at my merch table. He bought some merch from me. Went back to the bus and I was looking at the cars. I'm like, holy shit, it's the CEO of the PBR. It's like the the guy who is uh, like the man. And so I went out and I apologized to him. And he said, no, Ryan, I want to, I, I said, I'm sorry. It's been a whole lot of time. I didn't know who you were. He said, no, Ryan, I want to tell you something. I sat back and I watched how you treat people. I watched how you interact with everyone. He said, you make every single person that's standing in front of you, the most important person in the room. You don't look over their shoulder. You're not looking for somebody else to talk to. And he said, and I saw some crazy shit happening there when people wanted autographs from me. Like, you, you know, people are pulling their boobs out at a freaking, you know, 80s rock concert and want me to sign all this kind of stuff. And he said, and you pay attention to them. You make them feel. And that's what the PBR does. That's who we are. And your story is amazing. Your show is off the chain. We had an amazing. I had a great time. You're exactly what I'm looking for. So that was 2016. 2017, 16 and 17, we wrote the Celebrate America EP. Uh, it has four songs on it. Um, and Steven Tyler from Aerosmith was the yeah. headliner in 2016 at the World Finals. And I was the headliner in 2017 at the World Finals in Las Vegas to, awesome. a sold out, to a sold out arena. That is so cool. And my first show in 2018 was Madison Square Garden. So I, I did 24 yeah. arena shows with him. Y'all can look up on YouTube. My AT&T stadium performance was in, in front of their a record crowd for them. 41,000 plus people there in AT&T wow. stadium. And they sent me to Australia for three shows. I'm supposed to go back there for another two. So, or another three, um, this year, next year, they're starting to open up back over in mm -hmm. Australia. Again. So, so, and, and that's, that's where it's all. I mean, that's how it went down. It was uh, right place, right time, standing up for what I felt was right. Um, that's the reason why I never shut up when I'm on social media. It's the reason why I, I, I speak my mind and, and, and run my own stuff. And no matter how many attacks I get, I don't give a shit. It makes me laugh. I think people are funny. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, important anyway. nowadays to like, yeah. So that's my you story. Know. So I know you said short things, so I apologize. Nah, no, 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 that was awesome. No, that was real. great. Yeah, that was awesome. And it's important to like, especially on social media now, you, to express what, I mean, it's there to express what you think, no matter where, what you're thinking, it's the platform is for, you know, expressing your opinions. And I, obviously I was taking, I, you know, People followed have a you. problem and, with opinions though. Well, that's, that's their own fucking problem, but people get offended. but I was taking a look through your, through your IG and everything. And I was like, man, this guy, it's just like having, it just seems like you're having a blast and it's just like living the life that you want to live, not giving a shit. And it's just like, that's like, I want to be like that when I grow up. Uh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, talk to us a little bit about, uh, about your new project that you have out. Uh, you have a new music video. Um, it's really cool. Um, we were, we were all watching it kind of, you know, before, uh, you came on. It's called "Let's Talk About Heroes." Um, give us some some background into that project and kind of how that all came about. So, uh, never forgotten for the PBR was the last video. It was kind of a tribute video. It wasn't really like an official, like a music video. It was a little bit. They they played it in all the arenas. PBR funded that. They took care of it. Uh, the last funded music video that I did prior to "Let's Talk About Heroes." Um, was uh, another one called No Second Chance of uh, a friend of mine, Tony Ryan, battling, I mean, battling cancer right now. He was battling it before we did the video. 
essentially we thought it was going to be a celebration of life. Folks can check out No Second Chance. It came out right before. Let's talk about heroes. Um, all of my stuff has been self-funded and, and fan-funded. But we, as an independent artist, a lot of folks don't realize how country music works. Uh, a lot of folks don't realize the radio, the song you hear on the radio has got millions of dollars behind it. And yeah. they're bank they're banking on the multi-millions of dollars in ticket sales and merch sales and all those things. That's what they do. They'll put it they, they put several million dollars behind the song. So if that's the reason why you hear the same songs over and over and over again on the radio, because independent artists like myself, and you get all these these other conservative artists that are out there, um, you're you're not necessarily gonna hear them on the radio, but we have all so many other outlets that are out there. But if you don't have money behind you, it, it's just not going to not going to materialize as far as radio is concerned. So um, all of this has been self-funded. And, and we I wrote a song called Let's Talk About Heroes. Another veteran artist, Dave Bray um, and Craig Wilson. If you're watching Burn, my music video, Burn, mm-hmm. he's he's the guy with the dark sunglasses and the acoustic guitar at the beginning. He and I co-wrote that one together in my living room. Um, and. We wrote Let's Talk About Heroes together, essentially over Zoom like this uh, when COVID was still going on. So everybody was still separated and whatnot. But um, it was initially going to be a a duet. And then I just decided we decided that um, based off of my perspective and his perspective, I was just going to do it as a single uh, solo artist. And and then we did a, a fan. We did a fundraiser, a raffle. I, I had three of John Tigan's collector handguns. We did a raffle. We raised the money to get the music video done and also for Canine Line, another non veteran nonprofit organization that does a canines for our actually just not a veteran. They're actually a hero nonprofit because they do raise or they do train canines for uh, law enforcement with PTS and, and, and that stuff Safe. as well. So very cool. Great organization. So we use that fundraising opportunity to raise or excuse me, that fundraising opportunity to raise money both for the music video recording of the song and for K9 line, uh, that nonprofit organization. Um, and I'm, I'm super proud of it. Everything, everybody that's in that, in that music video, we have Diana Muller. If anybody hasn't heard of her DC project, she's been in, in, uh, she's testified in front of Congress multiple times about women's gun rights. They believe in education, not legislation. Uh, mm-hmm. she's a professional three gun shooter. One of the, mo- her and her husband are two of the most kind people you'll ever meet in your life. Uh, immense Second Amendment um, rights supporters for uh, our women, especially because um, mm-hmm. it's definitely needed. Um, and then we have uh, Jessica Lynch, who was the first female W in the history right. of uh, American yep. combat to be a POW. She's in there. She's got a red shirt on. All law enforcement first responder, all the law enforcement first responders and uh, folks that are in there are all and military are all. There, there are no actors, no actresses. They're all real people. Um, he Smith, the guy who's the, the father in that, they're like family to me. They do my leather accessories. But it was in small town Claxton, Georgia. We filmed it all in small town Claxton, Claxton and Evansville. I mean, it was it was just an amazing opportunity. And then we have last but certainly not least um, uh, Don Jenkins, Medal of Honor recipient, played the mm-hmm. grandfather in that. That is his Medal of Honor that he's wearing around his neck. Awesome. He was one half Very of Forrest cool. Gump's character. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, just so many amazing people. If you look at the videos that I do, we try and tell stories. We try and make it real. Mm-hmm. We try and make it connect with an audience, you know, w- with the folks out there. Every single thing about my music videos, there's a storyline. 
and we're going to be doing that again here shortly this year. As yeah. Well. Tell us about like the project that you guys, that you're kind of working on now. This one, um, I, I have to tell you, um, so Aaron died you know, on January 8th in 2004 and on January 8th, 2014, Craig and I sat down in my living room and you can watch it on YouTube. If the folks out there are watching, you can look up what you think of me, Ryan Weaver, what you think of me on YouTube. Uh, we actually, it's the only song that I've ever written uh, where as soon as we got done with the song, we posted a video of the song because everybody likes to steal your shit here in Nashville. Yeah. They like to steal your ideas. They like to steal. But the thing is, the story that comes behind this song, if, if anybody ever took it, they would they would probably not do very well if they took if they took the song idea and, and, and all that. So um, and the, the story is very specific uh, to Aaron. And so I was proud to write that song on the 10th anniversary of his death. It's the song that I played at Bridgestone Arena. It's the song I played on the Grand Ole Opry. Um, you know, the, the biggest stages that I've been on, I performed, formed, performed an original song as opposed to a cover song. So I was super proud of that. And it's because I've never forgotten the music video with the PBR honoring our fallen law enforcement, first responders, the military and Border Patrol. We really we had two years of not being able to put out what you think of me because never forgotten was, I mean, it is a mm-hmm. powerful music video or tribute video. It's a real people that lost their lives and that, and it honors them. We couldn't do what you think of me. So now we're about to get into what you think of me. And um, I figured you'd be sipping some bourbon. I mean, I thought that's what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so intrigued with like the story right now. It's like, I'm so dialed in a long work day too right yeah i I understand i understand but so anyway we um you know the fuck uh, out on my own show jesus (laughs) (laughs) man i'm just hey oh i love it i love it military guys man that's what we do i mean especially when you like but you said it without skipping there was no skip it was just like scory. Well, what the fuck are you drinking? Water, you puss box. <laughs> that was great. Oh, I love okay, it. So now we've got a um uh we got a, an amazing concept of we're gonna do a high school football game concept for the music video. Uh awesome. Aaron and I, we ran track in high school. He played soccer, I played junior varsity, and I, I just wasn't big enough to play. There you go. <laughs> I wasn't big enough to play uh, varsity football, but um you know, it's going to be a high school state championship football game concept, all American. I mean, it's the kind of thing that brings you back to, you know, what matter, you know, when, when Aaron and I were in high school together, we spent so much time before we went into the army. Uh, I was in ninth grade. He w- he was two grades ahead of me, 11th grade. So we had two years of high school to spend together and we just became really, really close and writing this song the the right moment, the right time. I'm almost we're but we need to film it during the summer or excuse me, end of summer slash fall time frame mm-hmm. uh, to make it a release for next year during the spring. We're actually not gonna be released. I would love to release it on the twentieth anniversary of his death, but I want I wanna get the song out there right now when America's hurting. Yeah, uh, I wanna yeah. get the song out there when people need to see a message like this that is there's nothing but love brotherly love in it it's an all-american sport but you get to hear the story in this song about my brother and i and the storyline that we've got is 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 going to be extremely powerful it we're going to do the same thing i've got a three-gun collection a shotgun an ar 
and a um and a, a custom I mean, completely top to bottom customized glock um we've got i mean it, it's we're going to do a raffle to raise money for that but in in that same regard we're going to raise money for the warrior shield foundation they support other small nonprofit or vetted nonprofit organizations that um they go through a rigorous vetting process and then we're also going to be doing a separate raffle with sub zero mission which supports getting uh, sports homeless veterans um not just getting them not just getting them cold weather gear because it's out of they're a local out of ohio uh, mm-hmm. not just getting them cold weather gear during the winter time but also doing they have programs to get them off the streets uh, and support our veterans just trying to give back to that community you know and those are raffles or small business i mean you gotta think about this i, I gotta i watched you got i'm gonna go off on a tangent here real quick i'll go for it i watched the uh, Janet Jackson special on television. And you guys are probably like, uh, I mean, it was incredible to watch her story and how they, they progressed um, the Jackson five and, and, and all that, how they progressed um, mm-hmm. the video that she did. I think it's called scream uh, with her and Michael Jackson together. I don't know if you remember that video. Mm-hmm. It was really like she was wearing dark makeup and all that stuff. They were talking 1 million plus dollars to do to do that music video i've i mean one, i think it was one and a half million dollars to do a music video and i'm thinking to myself i'm doing raffle raffles with firearms to try and raise a minimum of thirty thousand dollars because it, it's expensive to do music videos it is and i'm thinking 30 grand what i could do with a million and a half dollars <laughs> i mean huh. <laughs> anyway all that aside but and so then, we, we you know our minimum is to try and raise thirty thousand dollars for it but we would like to try and raise as much as possible to uh because we got to pay for the mark i pay for my own marketing I, it's all out of out of pocket it's all all self-funded so we'll get we'll get that raffle done we'll raise the money for it and we're going to tell an amazing story about about my relationship with my brother there's going to be a parallel storyline to to my relationship with him it's amazing Absolutely yeah, sorry, amazing. I'm talking to you guys' heads off, man. I mean, you get no. Me this is about, this, like I said. I'm so like I, I'm so involved I'm in the way you're saying it. I know it's it's really it's yeah. really something because like people hear us talk way too fucking much. So this is yeah. Fun. We always <laughs> ramble on. We always ramble on, and it's it's so like powerful to me because like I'm very extremely close with my brother, and it's like you know that all kind of tugs at a different heartstring. You know when when it's when it's when it's some when you can connect it directly to a personal to, to someone in your personal life um when you're writing songs what do you uh, you've, you've given a few examples of how you know what you use as inspiration is there are there other paths that you pull inspiration from i'm always curious because country songs always and country music artists always have some type of what i feel is a deeper a deeper seated um path to their to their music other than yeah. like rap or something like that so is there is there something that like you pull from when you're like when you're in the the when you're writing your your music well i i think to the first first and foremost um I, i'll tell you about a meeting that i had with david corlew charlie daniel's manager um i crank it was already out and crank it to me was i mean i if you watch crank it it really is about a one that i wrote the song about a woman that i'd the, the, the things that attract me to a woman, um, you know, just the different things mm-hmm. that attract me to a woman, but being straightforward about it and, and just saying, I, I like a badass woman and an independent woman tattoos or, I mean, my wife has zero tattoos, but that was, you know, for <laughs> me, 
it, it's one of those things that, that's attractive to me. Um, you know, and that's where, where crank it kind of came from. And it was, and, but the, the irony of it all, and, and if you listen to the song, every single thing is an irony uh, and we write it mm. or, or it's, I don't know if, if you say it's an, it's, it's the exact opposite. Like she has character traits that are, she's so wide ranging as a woman and, but she's powerful and she's, uh, she's strong. And uh, I mean, yeah. for me, my wife is extremely independent and she's, incredibly intelligent and beautiful and all these things. I mean, she's five eleven and, and I'm five eight. So, I mean, for me, it's like, <laughs> nice. all, all, yeah, I mean, it's like monkey bars on a playground, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but I mean, so, so that's where crank it came from that inspiration of, uh, but I was also single when I wrote the song as well, because I guarantee you that being with my wife uh, as since 2012, uh, I, I have another song that I wrote that is is completely metaphorical about everything that has to do with her body. And it just talks about different things like I grew up high or excuse me. I went up high in Yosemite, taking in the Twin Peaks. It's such a natural view. I get it. Slid on down the Mississippi. Talking about boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Connor. <laughs> but I, mean, I love how Connor is just like, leave it to the obvious. Oh, titties. So she's got long legs. So it's like, like the long, tall pines swaying down in Georgia, the sweet smell of spring in the air. So you got there, you know, that kind of uh, thing. And it, but yeah. she knows because she knows when I wrote the song, I said, baby, I just wrote a song about your body, the whole thing. But anyway, so, I mean, you listen to that stuff. So my, my, you know, the perspective is different, but when it comes to, um, the one thing I, every, everybody thinks is I'm just like the, uh, that all my stuff is patriotic and it's not necessarily that. I write about things that I care about. I write about things that, that, that matter to me. And, you know, like the Celebrate America EP was very specific yeah. to the patriotics. What's that? Like boobs. Like <laughs> boobs matter to everybody. His wife's like, boobs, to be specific. Nice boobs. Yes. Is that what you said? <laughs> Mountains, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so and anyway, I'm a clover, they are named so the, it's a, it's a. The Grand thing. Tetons have their name for a reason, gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. See, Edu education for us, us lowly gentlemen or dudes. I guess we could call ourselves better. Um, but yeah, yeah so I mean, but the um, never forgotten obviously was uh, I wrote that one actually with Taylor Swift's drummer, which was interesting. Um, Super, super awesome guy, incredibly talented, and a couple other guys that wrote we wrote that with. But um, you know, like Burn, initially that song was written uh, for uh, it had more of a military theme of standing side by side and fighting in combat kind of thing. We got to light mm -hmm. it up before they burn it down, and then it turned. Then that whole Benghazi situation came out, and then we changed up the lyrics a little bit because we were trying to get it in the movie, and we didn't get it recorded in, in time because they they did the score before we could get it into the movie. Um, yeah. But then you have something like, uh, let's talk about heroes. I mean, I spent my life for two years traveling around the nation and every single event that the PBR did, we honored a local law enforcement, first responder, border patrol or military service member. So, and, and, and at a time when everybody was just hating on law enforcement and our military is getting shit on right now. And I mean, there's just so much stuff that's happened. That's happening. A song like that. It's, it's like, I wanted to talk about 
the things that should be mattering to people right now. And as opposed to, I mean, dude, anybody, anybody can write a song about cut off jeans and flip flops underneath the, you know, moonlight, watching fireflies, fishing on a riverbank while drinking a course light on the tailgate of your pickup truck with your girlfriend after you just went to a bonfire in a Friday night football game. Anybody can write that. <laughs> I think I mean, you just named like 38 country songs in one. That is actually a country song that I think has every single cliche in it. And anybody, and, and the thing is, everybody kept saying in Nashville, is like, Hey, you need to come up with a brand, you know, with a new fresh idea. You need to come up with this and all that kind of stuff. And, and every single time you come up with it, you're like, oh, I got this new fresh idea. And then you hear another song on the radio. It's the same exact lyric, same exact chord structure. It's the same exact everything. And it's like, OK, I realize that I'm almost 50 years old. I realize that I'm a military guy before I'm, a, I'm an artist. I realize that I'm probably most likely never going to make it to top 40 radio because it just doesn't fit what's happening right now. However, outside of the box of everything and writing, you know, I writing the songs that I write, I just, I had to stay true to myself and the things that I care about and the things that everybody that are, you know, in, in the demographic that I'm, that I focus on, because I mean, even though less than 1% of the entire United States has ever served in the military and law enforcement is an extremely small fraction of the United States, the U S population law, you know, military border patrol, or excuse me, first responders and border patrol, it's a, an extremely, extremely loyal, um, mm-hmm. proud community. And right. I, I, so going back to that meeting that I was telling you about with David Corlew to circle all those things that I just told you back to that meeting. Uh, when I first came into town, I had crank it and it was a mainstream song. If you listen to crank it, there's nothing. It's, it's mainstream. Yeah. Um, it was back when Jason Aldean came out with hit town and, and those kind of things. That's, that's the kind of music that was out and it fit that, fit that, that time frame. Um, David Cooley sat down with me and he said, Ryan, how come you haven't done any like songs that talk about your story? Your story is real. Like it is, it's real. It's legit. Um, and I said, well, I've been trying to make it on mainstream radio. And he said, well, I would tell you, there's one thing that country music fans can see through. They can see through somebody fake. who is fake, faking the funk. And, and I said, well, I'm not faking the funk. Cause I wrote the song about, you know, what I think is hot a girl. He said, yeah, but the thing is, why don't you tell your story? Because people are going to connect with it with, with, you don't have to contrive. You don't have to make up who you are. He said all mm-hmm. these artists get put through a mill and they get turned into something that they're not. They, they, they put on a different pair of jeans. They put on, a, you know, put on a cowboy hat and, or they put on a ball cap. If they had a cowboy hat, they're doing everything that the industry is saying that they should be to be able to sell records and to be able to sell yeah. it. Well, why don't, why don't you start, start doing what, who, who you are. And I will tell you, the moment that I started doing that was the moment everything changed. That was really when everything started changing. And that's when Burn um, really became an entity but, uh, or, or a song, an idea and a song. But it also, you know, we that's when the major resume building things happened with, like I said, Ryman Auditorium, Bridgestone Arena, uh, Grand Ole Opry Stage. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's. That really was the, the inspiration to me. And to answer your question, I know that was a really long answer. Um, but the inspiration to me is when I write songs, I want to write about shit that I care about. I don't want to yeah. write about like if somebody says, hey, we got some some idea, an idea for a song, um, you know, put an idea for a song together. Like, hey, let's talk about chewing bubblegum. Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a song about the kind of bubblegum that I like. 
Yeah, not that it's double like Connor. He would write, Connor would write a song about Metamucil. Sure would. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, sure would. <laughs> well, Ryan, you're you're a fitness guy, right? And I wanted to say, like, you mentioned you did some personal training on the side back in the day. I could tell because you got like the you got the physique going on. You're 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 Jack. You said you're fifty. Uh, well, I turned fifty on Valentine's Day. Yes, I never would have guessed that. Um, so you'll know, you'll appreciate just bringing up Metamucil how important a healthy colon is. You yes, know? especially Are you guys sponsored for- by Metamucil. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, you're like the fifth person to ask this because Connor just likes to talk about his Metamucil habit. I've been quoted. All right, here we go. We went from <laughs> well, you've never experienced joy when you don't when you go number two and you don't have to wipe, and that's what Metamucil does for you. But anyways, oh, right on. Oh <laughs> but anyways, I've been quoted with saying. It's been, it's, it is, and the woman it is. just said, "Oh my gosh, yes." Yeah, she's. I think she's already used to it. This is her second I'm podcast with already. us, and she's like, "Connor's a dumbass." <laughs> I am a dumbass. No, dude, I've been quoted with saying, like, yeah. I, I'm, "I'm excited to see where this is going." Yeah, well, no, but nah. I, all I'm going to say is, <laughs> I've been quoted with saying, "I've been quoted with saying." There's four things that I drink: water, coffee, whiskey, and Metamucil. Those are the four things that I, the liquids that I put in my body. That's it. So. But we're not sponsored by many people. Anyways, well, dude, hey, if there, let me let me give you something else to try. I mean, I don't know. Do you do pre workouts? Do you work out or anything like that? Do you pre workout stuff? Do you? Do he doesn't look like he works out. I can. Do talk. I work? Do I work? Yeah, Paul. Listen, Paul, you want to answer that? No, he <laughs> he, he yeah, thinks he's chiseled. No, 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 no. I, I do work out. I I I go I go. Um, I usually don't do pre workout. I try if I do something. I do a, a black iced coffee. But gotcha. um, what 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 are you recommending? Well, Alpha Leap Performance, it's a veteran-owned company, man. Their products- I think I've awful. had it. Yeah, but they have a greens. Uh, it's called a, a green- um, Oh, gosh. I need to be shot in the face right now because Travis is going to- The owner, he's, he's a special ops guy. Uh, he was a, um, a medical guy, worked with special ops. He's, I mean, look at their uh, their greens. It's called o- 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 OD Greens or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets rid of all the uh, uh, metals in your body, but it also takes care of business like Metamucil does. I'm just saying, right? Because it cleans alpha, out. The, it's alpha, alpha Elite, elite right? Alpha, alpha Elite, elite yeah. I'm, I'm almost positive I've had one of their supplements before. Yeah, I'm, they're pretty like, workout. They make you want to throw your dumbbells through the wall. Uh, but, um, you know, I, they have their, I mean, they have so many different products, but the, the greens that they got, the ODA greens, yeah. um, it's all 100% algae based. Uh, I believe flora based and algae based, um, but it r- removes bad metals from your body. It, so it's it helps legit. cleanse you. Okay. I got every single day. I drink, I drink it every single day, but my, my wife will tell you that it it uh, turns into a metamucil situation at 50 years old a whole lot. That's, dude, that's what I'm saying. People don't realize how important a healthy colon is. And I don't mean to drag this out, but it's anyway, super yes. important. <laughs> Let's just say I'm not bloated for very long anyway. There you, go. there you go. Neither am I, right? By the way, his don't you love his shirt? Oh, yeah, I do. I was reading it. I just, I just... SSX, if you look, I got a, I got a, I have so many partner brands. I appreciate you guys. I mean, you guys are freaking great. Uh, I mean, this is probably one of the coolest podcasts I've ever been I just went and bought, I just went and bought four, by the way, while we were sitting here. Great gear, great gear apparel. I I just bought four shirts. I have a Ryan Weaver Heroes collection with them, and we're about to do an outdoor collection. But I I partner up with uh, small American businesses and, um, and veteran owned businesses. Uh, I have my own cowboy boot line and boot barn right now. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That was sick. 
I just ventured into I just ventured into getting my first pair of well, they were given to me of cowboy boots, and I'm I'm from Connecticut, Ryan, and I'm sure Uh, like this area, as everyone on this call knows, it's it's you know it's not like down where y'all are at, but um, (laughs) I I ventured into uh, cowboy boots, and let me tell you what, man, when I put on a pair of cowboy boots, things change. You have a different swagger, don't you? I walk. He starts talking like this. All of a sudden, I got a. It just happens too. A piece oh of wheat gets in my mouth, and just like, <laughs> and I just go, "Howdy," and that's it. And then, um, Shanda, what the fuck are we gonna do with him with a bigger <laughs> ego? Oh my god, we have to bring this ego to Scotland. No, it's, oh, I, I can't. I told I can't him. I said we Scotland. should. We're going to yeah. Scotland in October. We're going we're to Scotland in Scotland. October. Where are you going? We're going All to Edinburgh, right. and then we're going yes. over to Isla. Edinburgh, oh man, yeah. We, uh, my my wife and I went to. Uh, where, where'd you say you're going after that? Isla, to Isla. Okay, we did um, Edinburgh. The uh, we went to uh, where's the old the old course? Um, uh, St Andrews. I've been there too. We went to St Andrews and then uh, one more small town. But Edinburgh, man, I'm gonna tell you what. If you guys haven't been, you're gonna fall in love with that city. It is. It'll be my tenth time. Oh, so you just so say you there know. first. It's yeah, it'll be our first. We're, we're the virgins. Haggis. So fried haggis with brown sauce is delicious. And also haggis cheeseburgers are also fucking phenomenal. But I'm their little tour guide. So I get to plan the whole trip since this will be my 10th time. Well, actually, it'll be my 11th because I'm going in like three weeks. Um, so it'll be, uh, you take it'll them, be fun. Take them to that. Um, uh, I'm sure that you've been there. There's a tour, uh, um, bourbon tour. And if you're walking up towards whiskey, the top, yeah, the whiskey tasting right by the castle. It's the whiskey it's on the left hand left oh. hand side. But there's a like you go into this vault, and yeah, it the has whiskey vault. the whiskey vault that is all lit up and stuff. Yep. And then you can do a, a whiskey flight. I mean, it is not bourbon. Sorry, yeah, whiskey, um, the Irish whiskey. The you do a flight in there. That whole tour was amazing. And then what's the what's the is it the end of the road? What was the name of the bar down there at the bottom? It is the end of the road, yeah. The end of the road. You got to take them to the end of the road. We're, we're, we're just going to we, get all weird and it's it's, it's going to be fun. We're going to we're just going to drink. Shanda's going to become a, a a cigar smoker by the end of the tour. She doesn't smoke. <laughs> no, I'm just going to have now. to babysit. That's what's going to happen. No, no, we remember you at you we told <laughs> you there's no babysitting in bourbon with friends allowed. It's fuck it, get drunk and then whatever happens happens. If Connor wakes up half naked on the in the castle, on his own. That's Connor's fault. He's I will be in my bed. Be there with like forty other Scotsmen doing the same thing. <laughs> He's gonna find his Hell wife yeah. over there. Watch, I guarantee you. Hope so. Oh man, so. Spe- she well, speaking about with the group. I hope so. I, she's invited. Speaking about whiskey, Ryan, what do you do? You drink whiskey? What do you What are you dabbling into? I'm a tequila guy. I got to be honest with you. I know you guys are bringing me on a bourbon show, but I'm a tequila guy. Dude. <laughs> That's I mean, wrong with that. great, but I mean, we do. I was, I noticed the bottles that we, you have behind you. We have a couple of those bottles in the yeah. house for, um, is that the, the, the Wellers? Yep. We have the Wellers right there. Yeah. We got Elijah Craig barrel proof. Yeah. I mean, uh, but, um, one, we, we get friends that come over. We like, we like higher end tequila ourselves and, so we, if our friends are coming over and they're, they're, they like to drink good yeah. bourbon and whiskey, whatever. We like to have good stuff in the house for our friends. You got to have a few yeah. bottles on tap just in case. Yeah. If I, mean, if I run a, Absolutely. If I run a tequila, anything tastes good by that point. That's a good point. If I run, <laughs> out, of, point. If I run out of bourbon, tequila still tastes like shit to me. 
Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so here, here's something really cool, though. I, I will tell you this. So um, up, uh, we have Leatherwood Distillery just south of Fort Campbell. Leatherwood Distillery. You guys look them up. It's a uh, the dude has one still, and he does his own stuff. Uh, all small batch, obviously. Um, he he and I did a uh, tequila, uh, did an agave spirit. Can't call it tequila because we actually distilled it in America. It's it can only be called tequila if it's distilled in Mexico. Um, but we did. Uh, I did an eighty nine bottle run, half a barrel run of my own tequila, and I got it to the house. I had a case of it at the house, and I taste the first bottle of it, and I was like, holy shit. This tastes exactly like whiskey. It did not taste like tequila. It was yeah, like, try some of this. It, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, the, the thing for me is I think the biggest problem that I've got is that when I do bourbon and whiskey, um, I end up with such a bad hangover um, and tequila. And, and I don't have to drink a whole lot of it. And I don't know why. Um, and tequila just doesn't do that to me. So really, I mean, I'm the opposite. I can drink a f- half a bottle of whiskey and I'm fine the next morning. I think Paul and I did it at his house. Like the last time we were there. What kind of like tequila drink- are you drinking though? That's the question. It's just saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to take This is you guys. Podcast well, no, there's, here's the weird thing, right? Like it's all genetics. That's why people yeah. are tequila drinkers or rum drinkers. And then you have yeah. some people that can kind of cross and be, you know, different things, but I used to drink rum when I oh, was fuck. when I was growing up. Yeah, I know. Right? And yeah. it was so cheap rum. Malibu but, rum. Yeah. But like <laughs> my body composition doesn't react well to it. Uh and 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 so there's several different aspects of that that uh that yeah. I mean it's 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 crazy, but you know, a lot of it has to do with genetic composition of your body as to why you like specific alcohols, just like food, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, the tequila helps with all my body aches and all that kind of shit that, uh, you know, I'm feeling from my army days and doing stupid shit as a kid and, and as an adult as well. So, and to mix in some of the alpha elite with the tequila and then, then see what happens. And then I, put I Metamucil in it too. <laughs> She's selling it. I'm tra- I'm patenting that. God bless. Don't know what I'm going to call it. It probably will kill your insides, but it'll be fun. I'm done with you, Connor. <laughs> Ryan, tell everyone where they can follow you, where they can learn more about your music, where your brand, your t-shirts are amazing. Like I said, I just got four of those, uh, all that good shit. Oh, I appreciate you, man. I mean, you guys have been amazing. Ryanweaver.net is my website. All my social media stuff is on there. Um, videos are on there. Tour schedules on there. Um, we got a few shows coming up September 9th, going to be down in Orlando opening for Molly Hatchet. Um, I've got a, um, we got another, uh, private event that's that's going on in vegas going to be out in arizona potentially for veterans day weekend for two shows we're working on two different shows out there maybe opening for lee greenwood out there i don't know uh, we're still working on that um but yeah ryanweaver.net all my brands are on there partner brands are down at the bottom um you know most of the stuff that just so you all know i don't artists don't make me money on music it's 0.007 cents a stream on Spotify. So I make zero, almost $0 on that, but I'm fortunate to have partnered with multiple brands. Liberty Home Concealment is another brand that I've got lockable wooden handcrafted safes uh, to put all your home concealment devices in. Uh, nice. That's a great, that's a great one. Your for, pew-pews? Yeah, your pew-pews. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you guys want to get, you know, find any of those things, RyanWeaver.net is the place to go. 
And we'll place awesome. it in the show notes as well. We'll link your yeah. website and all that good stuff so people can just click right on it. Yeah, man. I'm Patch sure people are going to want to click on it. We just want to let you all know, Patch Ops, veteran-owned organization, uh, veteran-owned company. They do great patches, decals. This one's my hero's you know, decal. We got so many, or uh, excuse me, hero's patch. Just comes right off. And you can, nice. you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate you guys letting me pimp that stuff out. Oh, yeah, course. no problem, man. Of course. This has been really yeah, fun. Thank you. Thank you for your service to the country, your family. Uh, you guys have given much and lost much. And, you know, you're everything that we're here to support. And the only reason we're here is because of people like you. So Absolutely. from the bottom of our hearts, thank you uh, for everything that you and your family have given to this country, my man. Well, I, I truly appreciate that. We got to do something else together other than the podcast. Like we got to do something else together. It, I wish I, I, wish I was going to Scotland with you, but we got to do something that, that would be freaking rowdy. We can you. Do you. Like the Metamucil challenge or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Please don't make yes, that a thing. Ryan. We would hang out <laughs> one time and we would never be allowed to hang out again. We would all, we would get in trouble. We'll, we'll do the Alpha Elite challenge. That's what we'll do. We'll do Let's do it. See, yeah, I'm, in, I'm into it. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, everyone remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.